Hello and welcome to Solid Steps Radio. I am Chad Russell. That is Kurt Souter, and he's with Further Still Ministries. And we do this little ditty called Solid Steps Radio. A few years ago, we got together and said we want to do a show for men as our main audience. We love ladies that listen, and that's great. But we wanted to talk to guys as our audience. And the reason why is we knew that men, we really are good at talking about sports, politics, and weather. But when it comes to talking about things for eternity, things of depth, things that are for uh, when you die, it has an effect both when you live, what you leave behind and what you also leave forward, I, I guess you could say. And so we wanted to come together and talk about issues that men need to talk about. And today, there's very few issues that could be less talked about in men's world that needs to be talked about almost at the top of their list. On When you wake up every day, our topic today should cross your mind at some point. And I was talking to somebody, and I can't remember who it was, and they talked about how they were having a midlife crisis. And I said, how, how old are you? And they think they said they were 50. And I jokingly, but seriously, at the same time, looked at them and said, I hate to tell you, but your math is way off. Because you're telling me you're going to live to be 100. And the truth of the matter is, the average life expectancy of a man in America is 70, what I just say, 76 years old. Yeah. And in Canada, it's 80. So we probably need to go to Canada, apparently. But so if, if your average lifespan, guys, let's do that math. If you live to be 76, how old are you right now? Do the math. How much time do you have left? Today, we are talking yeah, about. Yeah, but we're going to be exceptional. So we're going to last <laughs> yeah. a little bit. Okay, yeah. That's what everybody <laughs> said, right? 80. Pass the donuts. All right. So we're talking today about what does it mean to finish strong? Because a lot of us want to start with a lot of exuberance and energy, but how we finish is even more important. So, Chad, yeah, you know, I, I went through a book by Steve Farrar called Finishing Strong. How many years? Probably 15 plus years ago, maybe even 20 years ago. Right. And it was so impactful. And uh, I and, and so Ralph and myself, yeah. uh, Ralph Swallows, uh, welcome to the show, Ralph. Thank you. And we got Austin Hayes. Austin, welcome to the show. Thank you. Because uh, we just went through Finishing Strong again. Now, this book has been out for 25 years, hmm. but, man, it right. is still relevant. Excellent book. Excellent book. Because, uh, you know, the Bible t- says, teach us to number our days, mm-hmm. that, w- that we may live a life of wisdom. And uh, we don't want to get to the end of our lives and uh, just just be kind of pathetic, you know, yeah. just coasting in. We want to finish strong, right. finish well. So uh, we're going to talk about uh, finishing strong. And and listeners, if you haven't gotten the book, uh, just we want to encourage you to uh, go ahead right. and purchase uh, the book, read. Finishing Strong, and and read along with us because we're going to do a three week uh, kind of series here. Walking through, what does it mean to finish strong? Mm-hmm. Uh, in his book, uh, Farrar says there's really four ways to finish life. Ralph, do you remember the four? Um, let me see. The first one was so-so. Uh, or, or well, finish poorly is finish uh, poorly, finish, right? Finish <coughs> poorly. Yeah. And then uh, uh, first sec- one was cut off early. Yeah. We, sometimes right. it's cut off cut. early. Yeah. You know, we just. Uh, um, Something happens quickly. Something and happens, and you know, car accident, or that's yeah. right. Yeah, and there's uh, we have many folks who we know and love who got cut off early, mm-hmm. and uh, but then the second one is we they finish poorly, poorly, and then you said the, the finish so so finish so so, 
And then uh, the last one is finish strong. Finish strong. Yeah. And you know, you, you go around and you ask guys, "Hey guys, where are you right now?" I mean, let me ask mm-hmm. you this, Austin. When you when you first were, were you're brought to attention to this book, Finishing Strong, how often have you thought about that before this book? Um, very little. <laughs> as far as finishing. I very little. Um, now you are you are in your thirties. In my thirties, I guess once my kids were born, I started thinking a little bit more about it because I feel like I've got to set an example for them. But before they were born, I thought the finish line was decades and decades and decades and decades away. Yeah, yeah. So so having kids begins to prompt uh, our attention to this. To for this me, it did definitely. Yeah. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Now, what about you, Ralph? Now you are in your sixties. I am. So um, you are uh, you are thirty some years kind of ahead of Austin. <laughs> yeah, I have enough gray hair to think I'm in the last quarter. Uh, I'm getting anyway. the grays. Trust me. I, my, my barber tells me all the time all the salt and pepper that's coming in there. Yeah. Uh, but I know I know I'm I'm past my midlife, Chad. So <laughs> you, he's a financial advisor too. He knows how to do math. <laughs> there you go. Well, Ralph, um, Ralph, when did you start thinking about, you know, finishing strong? Well, I, I, I always wanted uh, to, to go out strong in life. But as I've gotten older, when I hit 60, I really started thinking about it. And I think about it more often now than I ever have. I want to be excited about the end. And I don't want to just fade away. Um, I want to make I want I want to make an impact with the last part that I have, and actually I'm in a, a period where uh, that's life's a little different now. I don't have all the cares and concerns, and so I can focus a little bit more on my walk. You know, uh, I, before the show, I asked you guys, "Hey, who do you know mm. that lived the full life that finished strong?" Mm. And yeah. we started we started mentioning some names. Uh, Cecil McGee, who's been on the show before, we had him on the show uh, probably mm-hmm. a year or so before he died. He was in his nineties. Right. Uh, finished strong. John mm-hmm. Foster. John uh, Foster. Uh, Russ Summy. Mm-hmm. Um, some guys yeah. who lived the full life. Chad, when did you start thinking about finishing strong? Now you're in your forties. Mm-hmm. So we, we really we got in our thirties. We got our 40s. I'm in my 50s. Ralph's in, you're in your 60s. 60s. We got it all covered. We got it yeah. covered. Um, yeah, I think I'm with Austin. When when I got I got married a little later, so I got married at 30, and then had our first child at 32, 33 was when we had our first. And I think that was the okay. Put in. I had to put everything in gear and saying okay, halfway is 40. If halfway is 40, you know. Then I knew that I was not, I was a decade away from being halfway, and then we just started having kids. So, kids change your perspective. Yeah. For sure. <clears throat> There's no doubt they do. Um, so, let's, let's just jump into uh, he, he starts in the first chapter and he mentions three preachers. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, wow. Now, two of those yeah. guys I have never heard before. Never, yeah. But they're, 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 they're the, the three preachers um, Billy Graham. Billy Graham. I bet you no one knows the first names of the other two. I bet you're right. I don't. Yeah. I don't. Uh, go ahead, Ralph. I've read the book and I can't remember yeah. their names. Chuck Templeton. <laughs> yeah. And Bron Cl- Clifford. Clifford. And uh, how many of you guys ever heard of Clifford? And how many of you heard of Templeton? Not a Never. word. But back in the day, s- decades ago, they were actually even more, probably more popular and more um, 
greater preachers than Billy Graham. Yeah, yeah. they all started about the same time. Uh, Billy Graham uh, started and uh, uh, were drawn as big a crowds, having as much effective ministry as he was. It's just amazing that you 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 don't hear anything about these guys. Well, the uh, the the two. Uh, Templeton, Templeton and, and Clifford. Clifford, he's, he got cut short. Uh, he got cut short, and what happened to him? Uh, it was alcohol abuse, wasn't it? Yeah, right. Yeah. He turned to alcohol. So he's, he's he's this great preacher. He's a great orator. He's in the ministry. He's preaching the gospel, and things start getting shaky. Yep. And he and he and he pretty soon he's <clears throat> he gets cut short and doesn't finish strong at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Templeton. Yeah. Um, within he, a, sh- a few short years. Within five years, he was out of the ministry and uh, became a non-believer, actually. Yeah. And it's amazing. Uh, and so, so it's, just, it's like, how in the world? And then, and then, of course, we have Billy Graham. Right. And, of course, Billy remained faithful and uh, preached the gospel and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, fairly recently passed away in his 90s, but finished strong oh. and finished well. Yes. Yeah. So um, when, when, now, when you guys read that, what 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 was popping in your minds? Well, what what popped in my mind was with all three of them, because um, I feel like I've I've gotten kind of pulled into sometimes that sometimes when you have a little success, things are going your way, you you want to take a lot more credit for it than what you really should take credit for, and uh, it felt like with Templeton and Clifford, they probably thinking, you know, I'm I'm drawing these crowds in, I'm the one getting on the interviews and all the accolades and not giving not keeping their focus on God whereas Billy Graham stayed focused on that and kept him at the forefront yeah some yeah sometimes the thing that actually hinders us the most is our success yeah mm-hmm. um proverbs says a man is tested according to the praise he receives when success happens that's when we can begin to get kind of stupid yeah right and think it's all on us and, yeah. that, we, and we, that we've done this yeah yeah Farrar talks about in the book you know we must this is not about our strength this is about leaning into yes. the power of christ right uh chad uh we're gonna take a break and we're gonna come back but i want to leave a question throw this question out and we're gonna pick it up in the next segment in the book see for our right so here's the question what exceptional measures are you taking in your life to ensure that you will be one of the ten? He says that one of ten people finish strong. That's ten percent. That means that technically none of us in our room, we would probably, if there's four of us in here. <laughs> that would be 25% of us if just one of us finished strong. So one out of ten. So we're going to ask that question and talk, unpack that more. Come back and listen to the next segment here on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to the second segment of Solid Steps Radio. Chad Russell, Kurt Souter, we are here today talking about the book, Finishing Strong. It is a book written 20 years ago, but still has relevance today about how we as men are to finish our life with some momentum and purpose. And uh, today uh, we're talking about that, but we want to thank our sponsors, LNN Credit Union. They are a local lender. They have been helping folks both from the personal and the business side of things for credit loans, checking accounts, LNN Credit Union can help you with your financial needs. Vision First Eye Care, if you need to see uh, see better, glasses, contacts, or just the overall health of your eyes, Vision First, Rod Rollo and his crew have a great team of folks all around the Kentucky area, and also Bright Star Home Care. If you have a loved one who needs care, 
They may just need to be dropped in on once a week, or they may need 24-7 care. Bright Star Home Care can take care of your loved ones and their needs. So uh, Austin and Ralph, in the book, he talks about uh, uh, what exceptional measures are you going to take that will help you finish strong. And he, he mentions uh, uh, that an exceptional man um, is, is, you got, you know, in, in this whole finishing well, finishing mm-hmm. strong is an exceptional man. It's a rare man. Yes. And it's a teachable man. Mm-hmm. What, what, when you read that, what did you think? Well, anytime I think I know it all, uh, I'm getting close to being in trouble. Um, you, when you get to thinking you know it all, you're getting you're getting pretty. <laughs> you're, you're moving towards stupid. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, Austin, what do you think? Well, kind of jumping ahead a little bit, but in the in the next chapter, it talks about the four stays. I mean, we may be getting ahead of ourselves, but it talks about the four ways that uh, stay in, stay close, stay away, and stay alert. And um, and we're gonna unpack that. In just yeah, a I don't want to. I don't want to jump ahead, but that, for me, that kind of tied in when I read chapter three it tied in chapter two on yes. how to be the rare man the exceptional man the teachable man because that kind of gives you the roadmap as far as yes. where to go to to be able to before we do that he, he mentions the ambushes right. that yeah. uh, that the typical there are three ambushes that us guys mm-hmm. can f- can really get whacked pretty quickly yeah. and it can take us down fast yeah um, talk about those three ambushes. I, what I noticed, what I really, I guess, liked about that, is a lot of times you think that, uh, you know, people that work at the church or a preacher or whatever, that they're, like, immune to those ambushes. And he even talked about it in the book, you know. The preachers. Yeah, that, that you know, how many do they get ambushed? And the three being the ambush of another woman, the ambush of money, and the ambush of a ne- neglected family. And um, we all can be, I think, all of us men... There's probably one out of those three that is probably the the number one, but I'd say if we're all honest with each other, there's probably two out of three that we're really susceptible to, and just keeping those those guards up to keep us from just being ambushed. I mean, the way they said ambush was good because a lot of times you don't see it coming. It may kind of creep in, creep in, creep in, creep in, and all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, like what have I got myself into? It's it's on me. It's and on. I, yeah, Ralph, were you gonna yeah. say something? Well, the exceptional man, I I, I think. Uh, uh, when he t- he talks about the ambushes, the exceptional man uh, sees those things. It, it's you don't you don't see them coming. You don't realize unless you've got uh, good accountability what you might be doing. And when I say a teachable man, or when it mentions a teachable man, I think that is uh, a man who's accountable. He's got somebody in his life uh, that's going to say, hey. Uh, you don't need to be doing this, uh, or you need to think about what you're doing. It needs to have relationships uh, with other men that are wanting to finish strong and do the same thing, uh, have the same thing in life that he does, a close walk with the Almighty. Yeah, you know, when you think about uh, somebody who you're accountable to, I immediately, I, I spoke to a group of men this last weekend, and I challenge them, who can you confess your sins to? Right. And if you don't have anybody, you, you're, you're headed down the wrong road. Mm-hmm. You're, you're going to be in trouble. Remember that it was about 18 years ago, we talked about this yesterday, you had Steve Ferrara come and speak at a men's retreat in 2001, 19 years ago. Yeah. I was there. I was there. <laughs> 
a new believer, didn't know what I didn't know about stuff. And he says one thing that I'm convinced God tattooed on my mind and heart and prayed he'll ne- it'll never leave. Steve Farrar was talking about the context of, I think it was sexual sin, okay? It might have been pornography or whatever it was. And he said, if you think it won't happen to you, you are now meat on a hook and you are beginning it happening to you. Yeah, absolutely. And that scared me straight and go, wait a minute. That's the beginning of the fear of saying it'll never happen to me. And if we say I'll never I won't I won't finish weak. Then you're beginning that you are on the path to finishing weak. Absolutely. I remember years ago there was a preacher who was asked um, you, you got a great ministry. He's incredible, great communicator, author. Um, and they asked the question, if the enemy was to come to you, where would he come? How would he attack you? And, uh, and I remember uh, he, he said something along the lines of, well, I know that my marriage, it, my marriage is sound and secure. I'm, 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 it, uh, that's, that's off limits. And mm. before you know it... Um, he had a great relationship with his wife, but he fell morally. And by God's grace, he continued to stay married, and there was reconciliation. But the, the, the price that he paid, falling morally, right. it was amazing. And, and it was because I, I, I won't fall there because yeah. I'm, I, everything yeah. is in good shape with my wife. And uh, that, makes, that makes your skin crawl hearing anybody think I, it won't happen to me financially, physically, relationally. Right. You know. And it's the rare exceptional man who's humble enough to be teachable in those areas, to guard himself against thinking I'm okay, I don't have to, I don't have to worry about this. Well, I, and I think that's the beauty of when, when you think about Billy Graham. Billy Graham took extreme caution and measures to remain pure. He never was with a, a woman. Uh, it was with uh, Cliff Barrows and uh, George Beverly Shea and Billy Graham. Those three, they watched and they were on guard constantly for this whole area of purity and sexual purity and this uh, this whole another woman. Yep. An, another woman can take us down quick. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Austin, your thoughts? Well, I, I just think that with those ambushes, I, I, like what Chad was saying, a lot of times you, when in my life, when I've been like, oh, this this part's good or this part's okay, shortly thereafter, it's like something pops up and either it's something with money or working too much or something with the family, and it's always, it's you've got to just be on guard when 24-7. You think, when you guys think about another woman and then you think about money, mm-hmm. um, both of you are in the financial world yeah. of uh, helping others manage their money and mm-hmm. retirement and all of that. Uh, I mean, how often do you see this? You know, the Bible says, for the love of money is a root of mm-hmm. all kinds of evil. Yeah. How often do you see that? Uh, I see it every day. Yeah. I mean, all the time. People come in. I, I tell a lot of people that my best clients are the ones that are not necessarily have the most money, but they're content with what they have. And if you don't have that contentment, then you know that the money is going to drive you drive you every which way i mean whether it's a house in retirement or where you're going to do in retirement or what you want now and that and it just it just seems to focus and that that ambush comes in and you can see it with the couples that come in my office and you know the tension that's there and the ones that are all on the same page you know they have that contentment whether they're making a dollar a year or a million dollars or whatever it is and um 
you know, they, they've kept those guards up from that ambush of the money side of it. Yeah, Ralph yeah. Hoffman, over well, the years, huh? I, I, I see it in, 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 in some different ways at this point in my life. One is as the Social Security in, uh, in retirement, when people get into uh, uh, my age group, a lot of times they're so concerned that it's not going to last or they're going to run out. Uh, it makes a difference, too. But the other part of that that I see is the, um, uh, the effort to have money leads to the other things, the neglect of the family and too much effort put in being successful and having things as being the allure for uh, the ambush of money. He talks about in the book, yes. uh, you know, that, hey, we keep pursuing to give our kids more things. Right. And he says, yeah. our kids don't need more things. Right. Yeah. They need us as dads. Well, I think that's right. where the, the tithing comes in <clears throat> because, you know, if you're willing to give up 10%, it's letting, letting you know that you don't need all of it. I mean, it's it's you're relinquishing the control and, and like, that you actually – you know, that it's your money, your money, your money, your money, and then you're so tied to it. But if you're willing to give up 10% and not blink an eye and still be able to live a great life, that, that allows you to keep those guards, I think, as far as on the ambush of money, so you're not so obsessed with everything. Right. It's, uh, it's, it's so easy to be ambushed. Right. Yeah. So we're going to take a break, come back in our third segment, and talk more about what it is to, to finish strong. If there's finishing so-so. Like, what does it mean to just, eh, you know, with a whimper, uh, and kind of talk more about how do we avoid those in the next few segments. So we're going to take a break, come back shortly here on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. I'm still Chad Russell, and that's still Kurt Souter, and we are still talking about Finishing Strong, the book, but not just a book study. We're talking about that as men. How are we finishing strong in life? And uh, we're going to be talking about that over the next three weeks in regards to what does it look like to finish strong. And if you want to finish strong financially in the long haul as far as your retirement, Dan Hart Financial, uh, they're a group of guys and folks that will look at your retirement from a biblical uh, standpoint of what does wisdom look like in finishing strong financially for the long haul. Frank Enterprises, if your septic tank is not finishing strong, you got a problem. <laughs> so you need to call Frank Enterprises. Any kind of water drainage issues outside of the home, landscaping, septic issues, Frank Enterprises and their crew are very well versed in taking care of that. And also Southern Smoke Catering. Visit them on Facebook, uh, Southern Smoke Catering. Type in Southern Smoke Catering Barbecue. And you'll come up with Chris Hadley and his crew. They are our, their best tasting sponsor of our show by far. So uh, look those folks up, and we thank them for sponsoring our show. So, okay, so guys, you know, when you think about this finishing strong, we talked about the ambushes last uh, segment, but another woman, and then he talked about money. money. And mm-hmm. I, I want to just touch a little bit more on neglected family. Right. Because yeah. that can ambush us. Mm-hmm. Ralph, you were, you were really intrigued by that. Yes. Um, you know, um, I think it's extremely important and, uh, that we look at what we're called to do as, as men who are, are believers is to lead our family. And there's example after example of people who have been in ministry and families that have not 
you know, the, the children have not followed in those footsteps. And I think the greatest legacy is that if our, uh, it, it, that follows us is what we do with our children and our families and how we lead. And uh, he, ma- he makes the statement in the book that the greatest thing you can leave behind is an example of a life well lived. Mm. And that really calls you to uh, personally, as, as a believer, develop a discipleship lifestyle. Within, and, within and your family. Within your family and live that out. And um, um, one of the things that, that I think is, is really important that we realize that the call that God puts on us is to raise our family um, and have them follow and become Christ believers and, and have the faith uh, and trust in him. We have the opportunity to reproduce ourselves and, and multiply ourselves if we pour into our kids. And uh, I was reminded just yesterday, a missionary who, who was telling me uh, on the mission field, the parents are, are solid many, in many mm-hmm. ways, but their kids... Are, and and, he, and he, he said, you know, the enemy is like a roaring lion. Well, who does a lion go after? The young, yeah, the, the, young, young the weak, weak. the mm-hmm. lame, and the sick. Mm-hmm. And he goes, so, so many times we, we forget that, and we have got to pour into our kids because we are the protector of our kids and to oversee and to be the, the loving shepherds of our children. Mm-hmm. And uh, his, his, his challenge of do not a- allow the neglected family to be one of those ambushes. Yeah. Well, I, on page 48 of that book, there's a, about halfway, about middle of the way through there, it says, What shall a man, or what shall profit a man if he should win the whole world and lose his, fam- his own family? And um, I think in a lot of ways, whether you're in ministry or just in business or whatever it might be, and you're like, I've got to be at this work meeting. i got to be on this work trip. i got to be here. i got to be there. And it's all because, you know, you can kind of pitch it that I've got to provide for my family and I've got to pay the mortgage and I've got to, you know, help pay the, for the groceries, et cetera, et cetera. But if you're not pouring into your kids and your family, all that's really for nothing. Yeah, we 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 apply that, uh, the verses of Scripture to, you know, we got to provide for them, you know, financially. Yeah. But he—, he he tacks on, and we have to provide for them emotionally. Yep. We have to provide for them spiritually, spiritually. Yep. and uh, that's our jo- that's our job as yep. the pastors of our own home. Yeah. Um, he talks about he he asks four really good questions on page forty and forty one. If we and, and and how we answer these four questions will really kind of pinpoint determine how we are going to finish in this life. Uh, Austin, read, read question number one. Do you spend personal time with the Lord in prayer and reading scripture at least three times a week? At least three times a week. Are you in the word of God? Are you in scripture? Um, are you praying? I think these days that it's, it's the easiest time ever to do that because you, you got your phone and your Bible app will send you a Bible verse every day. Yeah. I mean, there's, it's, We've got so many tools, so, so many, many resources. Yeah, so many resources. Yeah. So, so I mean that 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 is a telltale sign of uh, if we're going to remain faithful and we're going to finish strong. If we are not in the scriptures and we're not in prayer, 
it's just about guarantee we're gonna we're gonna fall short right yeah. big time absolutely what's uh, this? fundamental yeah what's the second question ralph uh, are there at least one or two men in your life with whom you have built a friendship based on trust, confidentiality, and accountability? In other words, do you have a buddy who is close enough, that means you can't con him, and loves you enough to get in your face if he needs to? Mm. So important. It is. Absolutely. Yeah. Have we got, do we have men in our lives? Uh, Chad, mm -hmm. every time I see you pull in... Uh, uh, into church and you connect with John, uh, I, I know. <laughs> yeah, we've been meeting for years and, and he will look at me within minutes and go, what's going on? <laughs> you are not fooling me, what's going on? Like, what are you sad about, yeah. mad about, whatever. I mean, yeah. you, there, you've gotta have a guy in your life who you can say, here's my heart, here's my ugliness, here's my sin. And if you don't have that guy, you are on your way to not finishing strong mm -hmm. austin what's question number three it says are you currently spending significant time with an attractive woman other than your wife a woman you work with your counseling etc and uh he gives the example of uh steve farrar was counseling this lady three times and he's on the way home he's thinking you know what if i wasn't married to mary you know i'd, I'd probably ask this woman out yeah and then he realized oh my goodness there's something about her that I'm attracted to. He said he told his wife. He went home and told his wife, and then he said, I'm done counseling her. I'm not going to meet with her again. See, I think that took a lot of humility to go home and tell his wife that, hey, there's this other woman. I think that even his wife knew this other woman. Yes. To be able to say, hey, if I was single, I would ask her out. I mean, that you would think that his wife may not take that that well, but it seems like it went well, and he made that rule that he's going to do it once, and that's it. Yeah. I think a lot of people, when they hear that in society, they think that we're being rigid and you say, well, you, that we're really blaming the woman. And it's not. No. It's not the woman who we're afraid of. It's us. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. our hearts. That's, it's not that that woman is some Jezebel woman who's going to throw herself upon me. It's is my heart willing to kind of go in a direction that it shouldn't go. So it's not really against the woman. It's against the man. Yes. Really. Yeah. And it's just being wise with that. He talks about... Um, in this book and in other books, Farrar says that this is the number one thing that men struggle with, wrestle with, fall to, and fall mm. into temptation and fall into sin is this whole, you know, you're around, you're working next to with an attractive woman that's attractive to you, and look out. Yeah. Yeah, all these things can just gradually become part of your life if you're not on a aware and you're not on guard and he says that if you answer any one of those four questions did we go through the fourth question no the fourth one is what are you yes. absolutely sure that you will finish strong okay so those are the four questions and he says if you answer any one of those incorrectly you are at risk of not finishing strong that's right <laughs> it's not yeah. a it's not a i got two out of four i got three if any one of them that's a that's a sign that you may not be you're on the path to not finishing strong yeah that's mm -hmm. uh, so those are those are four really good questions that we need to ask ourselves yeah. regularly and okay. so if you ask most men that fourth question what do you think they're going to say i'd say most would say yeah yeah, we're going yeah, yeah. man i'm, yeah. I'm gonna up. get there yeah. right and that's the sure sign that is that you're probably not probably not going yeah. yeah 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 man what a what a sobering you need your brothers in Christ. You need people around you. You need your family. And most of all, 
you need Christ in your life, that personal discipline. Yeah, yeah. Because it's his power, not ours. Yeah. I think Satan loves to isolate you. But once yes. he gets in isolation, it, there's a lot that can go wrong. Like that first question about are you spending time in, uh, with, the, in the, with the Lord in prayer and reading Scripture at least three times a week, one thing that's really helped me out is not just doing it by myself but doing it in a group setting. I mean, that that helps me out because I can read something or pray about something and kind of interpret it one way. And then if I get the other perspectives and it, it, it helps me out a lot. When you when you when you are studying the word of God and you connect with other men in that context, there's something powerful about that that we cannot get just on our own. Yeah. Now, we need to do it on our own. But we need to also do it in community. We're going to take a break and come back. But before we take a break, I want to revisit something in this book. Those four questions come from an interview that he did with a guy named Dr. Howard Hendricks, who interviewed 246 men who had an affair. Pastors. Pastors who had an affair. And of those things, none of them were involved in any kind of personal accountability. They did not have a personal time in prayer. 80% of them had an affair with a woman they were counseling. And every one of them said, they were, this will never happen to me. All 246 had all four of those things in common. So we're going to take a break, come back for our third? Fourth. Fourth. Oh, and final segment. Come back on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. Chad Russell, Kurt Satter. We're talking today with um, uh, Ralph and Austin. I forgot who we're talking to today. And we're talking about a book called Finishing Strong, but not just a book study. We're talking about how do we finish strong as men. If you've never read the book, men, and, and ladies too. I mean, it, it's a great book, but... Uh, guys, it's called Finishing Strong by Steve Ferrar, and it is a fantastic book that will help give you some really good perspective. And speaking of perspective, we want to thank the Southeast Christian Outlook. They are a local publication that helps write or show the stories that God is writing around the world. And uh, we want to thank them for sponsoring our show. We also want to thank Eric Veal and Iroquois Family Dental. They've got two locations in the Louisville area, one in Iroquois Park area, the other one in the East Jefferson County, and they are family-friendly dental office, easy for me to say. And I also want to thank Veritech Home Generators. If you need a generator for your home or business and you want a free estimate or you have a generator that needs servicing, Veritech can take care of your generator needs. So, guys, uh, you know, we're, we're talking about this finishing strong, and some guys might be listening thinking, well, you see, you can never mess up. I mean, you know, and that's not giving us permission to mess up, but we're, we're not, we're, we are going to blow it at times. We're yeah. going to stumble. And he makes a couple comments here, and I want you guys to, uh, he, he says, finishing strong does not mean finishing unblemished, and this is where I want you guys to comment, and finishing strong does not mean finishing perfect. That's impossible, he says. Yeah. Your thoughts, guys. Absolutely. Um, well, you're just human. And if you could finish unblemished, you wouldn't need a Savior. Mm. If you could finish perfect, you wouldn't need the Almighty. You wouldn't need the sacrifice that Christ made on the cross. And that's why he made it. Because we couldn't. And uh, the key to this is to, to keep going regardless. Not to let... Um, our failures keep us down and say, oh, look at you, what you've done. And that's a great, that's a great tool of, of Satan is to con- condemn us for falling and getting up and continuing on. Um, 
the, the Bible is full of stories of people who fail and still finish strong. And, and, they, and they get back up. I, 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 this week I talked with a man who stumbled 15 years ago, and he was in tears. He's still beating himself up. He's still listening to the enemy. And I'm like, going, brother, it is for freedom that yeah. Christ has set us free. And that happened 15 years ago, man. Yeah. Accept the grace and the forgiveness of Jesus and walk in, a, you know, in, a, in, in freedom. Yeah. Well, it says throughout the, the, the book, it, he says it, it seems like the first chapter, 50 times. It says, in the Christian life, it's not how you start that matters, it's how you finish. Mm. And uh, like Ralph was saying, there's so many men in the Bible that did some really horrific things that still God used and are key figures in the Bible. Moses, David, Matthew, um, all of them. Yeah, a lot of them, you know, did a lot of awful things. And, um, yeah, I I struggled with that uh, for a while, thinking, so how come all these, you know, if you go to church every Sunday and you do this and you you follow the rules, um, you know, but we all get to go to heaven if we just turn our life over to Christ and, and put our faith in him. And uh, Dave Stone did a sermon probably eight or ten years ago that really tied it all together. That said, you know, but when you're when you're going down that path, it's just it's not really a fulfilling life. It's really you know you're in sin or whatever, and you have that that path to freedom through Jesus Christ. And um, you know, it's all there for us. And even us, I mean, we've talked about it on the radio here, uh, whatever 240 preachers or whatever we we're talking about that had fallen into an affair like we talked about last segment and so we we all are susceptible to it and um you know you don't have to finish or don't have to be perfect the whole way through but as long as you keep that focus on jesus and it's gonna you know yeah he makes it he quotes the hymn stayed upon jehovah yeah which Mm -hmm. is this good old hymn of how do we anchor into the almighty and he 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 mentions four things and we're going to wrap up uh, our show today with these Four things that help can move us to finishing strong. No matter what our past, no matter what we've done, how many times we've done it, we can finish strong. We can finish well if we hang on to these four things and we apply these to our lives. So the first one is stay in. Mm-hmm. Stay in what? The scriptures. scriptures. Stay Absolutely. in the scriptures. We've yeah. talked about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, Ralph, you mentioned uh, <clears throat> staying in the scriptures, the power right. of memorizing Yes. God's word. Yeah, Paul talks in uh, Ephesians about uh, the armor of God, and the only offensive weapon he mentions uh, is uh, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And it's highly important uh, to memorize some scripture, and the Spirit can quicken that in you when there are times of temptation, and He can bring them to your mind and your thought, and uh, it's a great tool. And one that I think we highly need to pursue and make part of staying in memorization and then just the daily discipline of reading the word. Uh, Austin, you were we, you were just introduced to some scripture memory um, in our group uh, this past year and even now. Mm-hmm. How has that helped you as a man? It's helped me out a lot just because uh, even when other people come to me now, and they're like, hey, I'm struggling with this, or, you know, I can go straight to, I've got all these little scriptures written down in, my, in the front of my Bible, you know, all the different topics, <clears throat> and it makes the Bible feel like, uh, you've heard me say this before, Kurt, you know, the Bible's 
you know, for me, it felt like it was a million pages long. And now it just feels like it's gotten to be like this shorter, 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 shorter book. Because it's like you know where to go, you know where to to go to things. You can you can find it, and um, you know so many people say, "Well, the Bible was written, you know, thousands of years ago," and I can't really understand it. But once you really get into it, and you and you, and that's why I was saying earlier, being in a group setting with a bunch of other men to help you comprehend all that has helped me out tremendously. So so that is in the context of number two. You say you said stay. We need to stay in the scriptures, and you just mentioned it. We need to stay close to some guys yeah to a yeah. friend and to, to some friends talk about that ralph yeah accountability uh you sorely i mean we we need it we just need to be accountable we need somebody in our lives that can and i use the term yank us down every once in a while and say hey you need to think about what you're doing you know that's not the that's not the ralph i know um and it's so important to be accountable, to confess your sins to one another, and uh, to have somebody that can look you in the eye and say, hey, brother, you need to think about what's going on here. Let's pray about that. Yeah. Having somebody to pray with, confess your sins with, to talk with, to encourage, and uh, mutual encouragement back and forth, every man needs it. Our third thing, he says, is stay in the Scriptures, stay close to a friend, stay away from the other woman yeah and we've talked about that how we need to be really really cautious mm-hmm. we yeah. need to pay attention that's yeah. why the bible says over and over again be alert stay on your guard um be attentive watch mm-hmm. out yeah and, and, and then the, fir- the fourth one is uh uh stay alert to the tactics of the enemy to the tactics of the enemy paul says in Second Corinthians, he said, we are not unaware of his schemes. And I think many times in America, we are unaware of his schemes. Mm-hmm. Austin, when you read that, stay alert to the tactics, the, you know, the, the wiles of the enemy. What, 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 what through your mind? I think that for me, you know, anytime I've personally thought, well, this isn't going to happen to me or this part of my life is good and it's not susceptible to being attacked by the enemy it ends up getting you know attacked in there so um he even talked about having that personal mission statement and uh and i guess it's from stephen covey's book seven habits of highly effective people and uh i just have always tried to to live by that be humble or be humbled because if you're not humble and you're not alert to those tactics of the enemy you're going to get humbled in one way or the other whether it's through your family, through your job, through sports growing up, you know, if you're on a team and you've won 10 games in a row and then all of a sudden you play, you know, a team that you should beat and what happens? You get beat. And so it's like you, it, when you when you're not alert and you're not aware of what's going to come out, you know, what could come, and you aren't staying humble, then uh that's when the enemy's ready to just pounce. Uh, look out. Yeah. Well, guys, yeah. it's been great to have you. We, it's just really good to talk about this this theme of finishing strong. And uh, we, but our time's up. So, Ralph, would you pray for us sure. that we would be men who would finish strong? Pray for mm-hmm. us, please. Father, thank you for this hour, this time. And uh, we pray, Lord, that we take to heart uh, all that we've mentioned here and what we've talked about and help us to stay in, Lord. Help us to stay in your word. Help us to uh, stay close and accountable 
Help us, Lord, to stay away from those things that would harm us in our marriages, in our families, and uh, help us to be alert uh, to the schemes of the devil, Lord. Uh, We're thankful uh, that we have this time, and we're thankful, Lord, that we always have you by our sides. And we lift this up in your powerful name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Ralph. Thanks, Austin. Thank you. So this was the first week of three weeks, and we're going to cover this in the coming weeks. So if depending on when you hear this, you can go to our podcast on Facebook, SoundCloud, or iTunes and just type in Solid Steps Radio, and you can hear it in its entirety, commercial-free. And, uh, boy, you've heard a lot. There's a lot more in the book to cover. Um, but the one thing is this, and, and, and if you're hearing this, what do I have to do? I got a lot I have to do. The first thing you need to do is realize that someone else did something that you cannot do, that Jesus died for you and paid for your sins to give you life and to bring you into the kingdom of God to be a son of the Father. And that is the first step in being a a, a man and finishing strong. So it's not about your to-do list. It starts with him, and then we work from that point on. So if you're not there, start there. And reach out to us. We'd be happy to point you in the right direction. Hey, thank you for listening to Solid Steps Radio. We're going to be back next couple weeks talking more about finishing strong as a man and finishing strong in life here on Solid Steps Radio.